0: Beloved in Jesus Christ our Lord, a blessed feast day to you all. Our fasting has come to an end, and so we can celebrate after this liturgy. I like the way we began Vespers tonight in the Stiketa. What crowns of praise shall we weave you, Peter and Paul? In another verse, what hymns of praise shall we pray, sing to you, Peter and Paul? What songs of hymns shall we praise you, Peter and Paul? You get this notion of what the church is trying to teach us, the great glory of these two men. Elsewhere in the script, where we read saying tonight was that they were the luminaries. Peter and Paul are luminaries of the church. Peter is the rock of faith. Paul is the teacher and mystic of Christ. Wonderful, wonderful image we get of these two men. And what we see in their lives, we see these powerful things that they have done. Peter, in one homily, will convert over 3,000 people. Paul, he would count, start countless churches. Volumes of writings he would do. They endured all kinds of suffering. And they persevered. Were, there, were they supermen? Well, they were by the power of the Holy Spirit. But when we read their letters, we hear what kind of men they are, the difficulties that they had. They both had their challenges. They were both very strong men, strong-minded, strong-headed. Think of Peter the Garden of Gethsemane. When they come to arrest Jesus, you can see the kind of man of determination Peter is. He's not just a pushover. He grabs a sword and cuts the ear off of the high priest's servant. So he wasn't timid by any means. And Paul, he would attack the church ferociously. We heard tonight that you know he he goes beyond what his contemporaries have done. He was the Pharisee above the Pharisees, and that they all both acknowledge their weaknesses. Peter always has in the back of the, his mind his denial. Paul always has in the back of his mind his persecution. Paul's aware of his own sinfulness. The things I do not wish to do, I do, and the things I I wish to do, I do not do. But yet these men cooperated with grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that they were able to accomplish such great things for the church and set a model for all of us. Now think about, for a moment, the times that they were living in. They weren't sitting on a beach in Maui. It wasn't comfortable times. They weren't just drinking pina coladas and Mai Tais and the mud flows. There was great peril to be a Christian had you were kicked out of the synagogue There was Jews, Pharisees, and leaders still trying to attack you, even after Paul? It wasn't a safe time. So imagine, if you will, for a moment, that we are here in America, and we find ourselves under a foreign occupation. Let's use China, ISIS, doesn't matter. Someone who comes in and starts to control what they want, what they dictate. Now your will is gone. Now think of Peter and Paul. Think of what you're called to do. You've heard the gospel. You're to go out and proclaim the good news and baptize all nations. But the very fact that you're a Christian means it's your death sentence. Now go out. Not so easy, is it? If you think about it, just stepping outside this church, you could be arrested. If you go to Istanbul, a priest can't wear his clerics outside the walls of the church of Constantinople there, where Bartholomew is. Only he has, can, can do it, but nobody else. So go and preach the gospel and do it with zeal and fervor to all the towns that are occupied, that are looking for you. You can see what they did and how heroic it was because they didn't let fear get in the way. They were so focused on the mission of Christ of proclaiming the gospel, proclaiming his life, proclaiming the kingdom of heaven, there was no room for fear. Paul's only anxiety that we have, one for his own sinfulness, is for his precious little churches that he's worked for, trying to build them up so they don't lose faith. They don't lose faith in the midst of the worldly passions that are going on in their day, and they don't lose faith when they're persecuted. Not too long after Jesus had ascended, they started having to go to Antioch, and then the rest of the world. They were hounded ever since then, and we have been to this very day. And so we need feasts like this to be reminded of what heroic faith looks like. That this isn't fiction. This is based on eyewitnesses, things that we've been handed down, extent. So let us gain new strength on this feast day. Let us recognize that, yes, we find ourselves maybe not quite in that same situation or environment of our country, but we're not far from it. But let's rise above that. Let's make our first priority the preaching of the gospel, the striving to live the life ourselves that He's called us to. And with the zeal that can be in our hearts if we allow ourselves to be opened up to that love of God, allow ourselves to receive His strength, allow ourselves to be open to the movement of the Holy Spirit, which is really powerful, We can continue their work. We can stand on their shoulders. And so we say this day in the great joy and thanksgiving of God for giving us these two men and all those that followed after them. What crowns of praise shall we weave you, Peter and Paul? What hymns of praise shall we sing to you, Peter and Paul? What song shall we praise you with, O oh Peter and Paul? Truly they are luminaries of the church. Peter is definitely the rock of faith. Paul most certainly is the teacher and mystic of the church of Christ. They laid their, down their lives for you and I. And let us carry on their work. Let us pick up their mantle as Elisha did of Elijah and go forward and proclaim the gospel to the world.